This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. The reaction, WrestleMania backlash. I hate that freaking name. It should just be backlash like it was for a decade and a half. But nevertheless, because I really want to be official, WrestleMania backlash. And yet another premium live event, or whatever the hell they're calling it, that completely overperforms the crap product that's out there every Monday and Friday. Uh, This is the time of year with baseball back, with the NBA playoffs, with the NHL playoffs, where I find myself watching less and less of SmackDown and Raw going through it on DVR incredibly fast. But that's not just because there's a lot of sports going on. A lot of it is the product isn't very good. And yet every month when we sit here after a premium live event, you say to yourself, well, that was pretty good. That wasn't bad. There were a lot of good matches. There's a lot of potential. And I kind of felt the same way about this. I forgot what was on the card. I know that they changed the initial idea of unifying the Raw and SmackDown tag team titles. And for whatever reason, and I'm not sure why, they pivoted into a six-man match, six-man tag match. Not a trios match, as AEW would say, but a six-man tag match. And that match was great. And Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, the rematch. That match was great. Edge against AJ Styles. I wouldn't say it was great, but it was better than their WrestleMania encounter. Same goes for Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair. This was overall a pretty damn good event. The the one thing I can't look past, though, the one thing that still bothers me is that even though it's not your traditional pay-per-view anymore, you're not asking people to spend 50, 60 bucks, I still have the same standards. And I still can't get with a main event that's a six-man tag. And as entertaining as the match was, and you had all your close finishes and a lot of big bumps and a lot of crazy action, and it was a good match. I'm not going to sit here and crap on it. It's a six-man tag that really does what? I mean, I don't even think it evolved or moved ahead the storyline of Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns. If anything, I want Randy Orton against Roman Reigns. I kind of walked away from it saying they put over Randy more than they put over McIntyre, and the crowd is more into Randy than the crowd is into Drew McIntyre. And obviously the whole 20-year thing that the WWE has pushed and celebrated has probably contributed to it because Randy Orton's been a stale character for 20 years. Let's be honest. I mean, most of the time, I think most of us have been sick of Randy Orton. But I don't know, over the last few months, maybe it's the RK bro thing. Maybe it's the nostalgia of the fact that you sit here and say, wow, he has been around for 20 plus years. That's incredible. I walked away from that six man thinking Orton Reigns sells more than McIntyre Reigns. I don't think the crowd cares that much about Drew McIntyre. 
And I noticed throughout this match, the broadcast crew of Michael Cole and Pat McAfee tried to sell you on, oh, this place is going to explode. Roman McIntyre, this is what the people want. And I'm thinking to myself, do they? I mean, the crowd was hot, but I didn't think it was incredibly hot for the idea of Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre, when they stared each other down, when there was that drama of, is Roman going to get in the ring with Drew? I didn't sense that. So if they use this six-man tag the way they used six-man tags 30 years ago because they want to sell you on Shawn Michaels' Vader at SummerSlam, I don't necessarily think it worked. The other thing that was odd, if there was ever a time, and I actually don't even disagree with this, but I do want to mention it. If there's ever a time to have Roman Reigns lose or his team lose or him take a, a an actual loss, now would have been the time without the titles on the line. I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad they kept Roman strong. I'm glad Roman was the one to administer the one, two, three. I like the fact that Roman is this unbeatable guy because right now I don't think there's anybody close to knocking him off. I don't think Randy Orton's going to knock him off, nor should he. I don't think Drew McIntyre should knock him off. But I thought for a second that maybe they would use the non-title aspect of it to have Roman lose or at least have his team lose. And, And then you start to think to yourself, well, why did they sell a tag team unification match to not have a tag team unification match? Like, what happened? Was this a creative plan all along? Because if that's the case, it doesn't make any sense. And then what changed? Did Vince McMahon think to himself, I can't main event a pay-per-view or a premium live event with a tag match? I can do it with a six-man match because I got Roman involved. But I can't do it with a tag match because it felt that way for a few weeks that that's where they were headed, that Roman was basically going to be on the sideline and they were going to give you this tag team unification match. Honestly, feed someone to Roman Reigns. Like I think what, what would have made this event even better is to have Roman defend the title. Now, none of us think Roman's losing the title. We certainly don't think he's losing the title at a WrestleMania backlash. But I still think that would have added more drama. And all it does is drag out Roman Reigns defending the championship, which I assume will be Drew McIntyre at Hell in a Cell. Again, you could sell Randy Orton, but I think the fact that they want to keep this whole tag team feud going between the bloodline and between RK-Bro leads me to think it'll be RK-Bro, it'll be the bloodline. Maybe they unify the titles at Hell in a Cell. But... I want to see them feed people to Roman Reigns. Drew McIntyre, you can feed to him. But the idea that you can drag out Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns up until SummerSlam, to me, I don't don't agree with. I just don't think McIntyre is that appealing right now. And look, it goes back to the same problem that the WWE has. They've made this monster in Roman Reigns, but there's really nobody that could even threaten taking the title away. Maybe it's Cody Rhodes down the road. I think it would be a rush job if it was anytime soon. If they want to have Roman Cody, the more I think about it, the more you got to push that back. You got to continue the long, drawn-out storyline of Cody Rhodes eventually trying to do the thing his dad couldn't do, and that's win the WWE Championship. Speaking of which, that match was fine. That match was great. The only negative I have is they're clearly building towards a third match, and the third match will be great. The first match was great. The second match was great. Uh, The finish of Cody sort of cheating. Well, not sort of cheating. Cheating. Using the tights. A lot of close finishes. 
leads you to a third match. But if they're going to have a third match, Cody's going to win again. And I know that Seth Rollins has been around long enough where maybe that doesn't matter. Maybe he can keep losing matches and it's not going to kill him. But it just feels sort of stale to have Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins again. It was a good match. They'll have another good match. But if this was a rubber match, fine. It's literally Cody Rhodes going for the sweep. But so far, so good with Cody. He's been here for a little over a month. And I can see how they could have a long-term build with him to get to the championship match at next year's WrestleMania or maybe a little bit before that. You could see how that makes sense. The Omos-Bobby Lashley match was just a waste of time. It's another match in which basically they're building towards another match. And haven't we seen enough of Omos-Bobby Lashley? And what's the end game of that? You know, Bobby Lashley had his championship run. I think it's probably his last championship run. Omos is never going to have a championship run. So they had their match at WrestleMania, which sucked. They had their match at WrestleMania Backlash. Wasn't much better. So they're going to have a rubber match. So basically, they're, they're continuing all the WrestleMania feuds. And in Rhodes and Rollins, it's been good at least. And Omos and Bobby Lashley, it ain't that good. Same thing with the Edge AJ Styles stuff. Uh, Just a couple of things about Edge, though. It feels like Edge just wants to be Chris Jericho. And what I mean by that is what's the biggest compliment we all give Jericho? We all say it's amazing how much this guy's reinvented himself. He's reinvented himself over and over and over again. And I think Chris Jericho takes a lot of pride in that, more than anything. That he can just change his gimmick on a fly, get over, be successful, And he is the master of reinvention. It's almost like Edge, who was over with the crowd and had a nice traditional baby phase, came back from injury, I'm Edge, run, said to himself, I need to completely reinvent myself. And so they've gone to this dark character. They've created a stable, which I'm I'm still not even sure what it means. It's judgment day for whom? You know, and what is the connection between Edge and uh, what's his name? Uh, the dude that now hangs out with him. I forget his name already. Uh, you know what I mean. The guy with the long hair. He used to be Martinez when he was in Ring of Honor. Judas Priest. That's right. Judas Priest. Or whatever. Damian Priest. There it is. Like, what's their connection? The fact that Damian Priest was bitter. He wasn't on the WrestleMania card. So he comes out and helps Edge beat AJ Styles. I like that they're trying something. I like that Edge is trying something. I like that there's a stable, and you had Rhea Ripley shockingly join the stable as she helped out Edge defeat AJ Styles, but it just reeks of, I got to reinvent myself. I need to be Chris Jericho. Except this reinvention is just weird. Okay, so he's a a sort of dark character. He's sort of like what he was with the Brood 25 years ago. He's sort of like The Undertaker. And that feud isn't over yet either. Now you involve Finn Balor. So you're probably looking at a Hell in the Cell tag team match in which Edge and AJ Styles are on the opposite sides for a third straight pay-per-view. That's the only problem with this. It felt like we have no closure. WrestleMania is supposed to be about closure. Now we've got WrestleMania backlash. And then we got WrestleMania backlash Hell in the Cell in another month. Now the Rousey-Charlotte match was great. 
The only negative I have is that this should have been the match at WrestleMania because their match at WrestleMania left a lot to be desired. They give you the I quit match. I thought it was it was fantastic to the point where, and I thought this before the event, and I feel even stronger about it now after, this really should have been the main event. It should have been the main event for numerous reasons. Number one, it was a really good match. Number two, we saw a title change hands. We didn't even have any title matches on this event, period. Here's a rare title match. Title changes hands. And the other main event was a six-man tag that had no surprise ending, no gallant return. It was just a glorified Raw match. I know Roman rarely fights on Raw and SmackDown these days, but how many times in the past did we get a superstar-laden six-man tag match? Teddy Long just sets it up. And that's what we got. And watching Ronda Charlotte just reaffirmed my belief that this should have been the main event. It was a great match. Uh, It gave you the ending we should have had a month ago. Ronda's the new champion. I think there's closure to this feud only because they announced that Charlotte Flair broke something. I assume her arm. But she, I mean, Ronda had to win. I mean, she wins the Women's Royal Rumble. She's the biggest, most recognizable star, even more so than Charlotte in the women's division. She couldn't come back and lose twice. Now, the first time was shabby enough or shaky enough or whatever the hell I'm trying to say. So she had to win. She did win. It was a very good match. I hope it does end that feud. I hope Charlotte just goes away. I I, I respect her wrestling ability. I'm just sick of her. That's all. The Mad Cat Moss Happy Corbin match. I don't even know. If the, I don't even know what to say. I mean, whatever. That's one of those card filling whatever kind of matches. But overall, as much as I fret what Hell in the Cell is going to look like, that it's just a continuation of some of the feuds we've seen, the matches were good. I mean, they over-delivered. They under-promised and they over-delivered WrestleMania backlash. I just got to figure out why the hell they had a tag team unification match and then they just abandoned it. And have they gotten rid of it for good? That That's something to keep an eye on for the next few weeks. Are they going to keep... Raw and SmackDown separated because the lines have been completely blurred as it is. Uh, They've been blurred over the last few weeks and months. Roman obviously unifying these belts. And and since he didn't have a title defense, we can't even really tell if they're ever going to separate them again. I don't think they are. Now, if you look at the past of when they've unified titles, for a few months, you'll get that champion to walk around with the two belts. And then eventually, they'll create a new belt. So based on the timeline of Chris Jericho, Triple H, finally Hogan, I think, walked away with the title that was unified. The Randy Orton, Daniel Bryan, I think it was, who finally had a super unified belt? Probably Brock. It takes about six months. So based on that, I'd say sometime after SummerSlam, Roman Reigns will have one belt as opposed to walking around with the two championships. But he continues to be the most fascinating guy because think about the big news on Twitter over the last few days. Roman's at a house show in New Jersey, grabs the mic, and Roman does this a lot where he grabs the mic, he talks like a face, you know, thank you for coming out, we love you, and finally, acknowledge me! Like, hey, I'm going to morph right back into that badass heel after I'm a kiss-ass, you know, good guy for a few minutes. 
So he says this weird thing, which has gone all around Twitter. I had friends text this to me on Saturday night. Roman said, hey, this may be the last time I see you guys. I'm about to enter the next phase of my career. Now, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. I don't know if he thinks he's The Rock or if he thinks he's John Cena and wants to go into acting. And if that's what he wants to do, God bless him. He can do whatever he wants. But can you imagine the WWE without Roman Reigns? I mean, that's a sad place. I'd argue that this more so than even Hogan, more so than Cena, certainly more so than Austin and The Rock because they had so many stars ready to go. This would be the worst shape they'd be in if they lost a champ. I guess Hogan's a good argument after 93, but Bret Hart was right there as the next guy. And then before you know it, Shawn Michaels and Diesel are the next guys. Austin and Rock were part of such a loaded era that there were plenty of guys ready to step in. Who the hell is ready to step in? Like if Roman Reigns goes to Vince McMahon and says, I'm done, and I'll give you a few more pay-per-views and I'm leaving. <laughs> Where the hell would they go? And it's sad. It's amazing to say this because I've never been a big Cody Rhodes fan, but based on storyline, based on how over one is with the crowd, he's probably their best guy number two. Like if Roman says tomorrow I'm gone, I think you just quickly hook up the Roman Reigns-Cody Rhodes storyline and have Cody avenge his father or at least help do something his father couldn't do when he won by countout in his one WWE championship match, and you put the belt on him, because outside of that, where the hell would you go? They really don't have any other options. Now, I don't know how serious this is. I'm not sure Roman's leaving. You know, Roman really should have the belt on him until next year's WrestleMania, but eventually, he's going to drop this championship to somebody. Whether it's in 800 days or 900 days or 1,000 days, he's going to lose. And the WWE better work on finding out who the hell he's going to lose to. Because right now, if he went out that door tomorrow, they're in a lot of trouble. Anyhow, thank you for listening to Instant Reaction WWE Backlash.